When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dropped a bomb on me. I'm running out of these songs. It's hilarious. This is uh, the Gap Band, my buddy Yitzi Calderon. I hope he's listening from Solomon Schechter. Yitzi used to love this song. We'd go to, like, Malibu's or you name it, the Underground, the Xenon. He would go nuts when this song came on. The Gap Band, you dropped a bomb on me. Gordon Chang. You know, next time we do a uh, Sid and Friends thing in the New York Post, which... John Katzmatidis does every couple of weeks. I love him for that. And there's uh, 12 pictures. And I want to put some new people in and take some other people out. Not that I don't love the other people. They're, they're still friends. They'll always be friends. But, like, I have to put Liz Pipko in there. Plus, she's great to look at. And i got to put Gordon Chang in there because he's, he's been great. And i got to put Lara Trump in there. And uh, Boris Epstein, who's on every week now, he's on tomorrow with Randy Levine and Bo Deedle. So i got to make some changes Gordon, you can follow at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. And uh, if you want to know about Russia or China or North Korea or a host of places around the world, he's the best. He's the one to speak to. So here he is once again after another big week between China and Russia, my dear friend Gordon Chang. Gordo, good morning. How are you, pal? I'm fine, Sid. Thank you so much. Great to have you. Tell me about this meeting last week between Xi and Putin, do we know anything, what they talked about, what what came out of that? What do we know, if anything? We only know a few things. Uh, we'll find out more later on, but a couple things. One of them is that when Xi Jinping was saying goodbye to Putin on Wednesday, she said, we are witnessing changes. Changes are coming that have not occurred in the past hundred years. And then he said to Putin, you and I together are driving these changes. So what the Chinese ruler was saying basically was that uh, the United States is done and that the world will be ruled by the Chinese and Russians acting together. Now, there were some agreements signed. I don't know how significant they were, but we do know that these two countries are acting very close and they are working to take down the existing international system. Did they at any point say America? I mean, it's easy. The inference is there. You're right. It's easy to figure that out, Gordon. But did anybody hear them utter the words United States? No, uh, but Xi Jinping didn't have to do that because about 10 days before, um, he actually did say the United States. This was at the National People's Congress meeting in Beijing where he gave a very dark speech, which he talked about the U.S. Uh, and then it was followed up. On the fall, this is March 6th. 
March 7th, Ching Gong, the new foreign minister, then talked about conflict in, uh, coming and was mentioning the U.S. So Xi Jinping laid the groundwork at the beginning of this month. You know, it's funny. Uh, here we are, you and I, talking for seemingly months now about the danger China poses to the, the United States, and certainly uh, to a certain extent Putin. I think that's exaggerated, but I'm really scared of China, not really Russia. But here's Donald Trump over the weekend saying, folks, stop, calm down with China and Russia. The real danger in the United States is right here, whether it's Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell. These are the people that will be the downfall of the United States before any of these other folks outside this country. Is that hyperbole or something something to that, what President Trump says? Well, there's something to it, Sid. Uh, Obviously, we've got problems internally, um, but I focus on what China and Russia are doing because – China and Russia actually are aggravating the problems here. Um, You know, with their large um, bot operations, they are stirring the pot. And a lot of the problems that we have here have either been caused or aggravated by China and Russia. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, and we got to deal all of it at the same time. Joe Biden is on record saying, quote, he doesn't take the Xi-Putin relationship lightly. After the meeting, okay, great. Here's my uh, question. What are you going to do about it? Well, he's not, uh, Biden's not doing anything about it. He keeps on saying to the Chinese, we don't want uh, conflict. Okay, that's understandable. But he keeps on saying that. And I think the Chinese understand that. And as the Chinese talk about conflict, talk about war, talk about the U.S. as being evil, Well, I think Biden needs to start to protect the U.S., and he's taking some steps. Um, It's not entirely 100 percent awful, but clearly Biden is not working with the same uh, determination and the same urgency that the rest of us should. Take TikTok. You know, he says, "Okay, I'll support the Warner legislation on um, social media. But Biden, uh, by his own power under the International Emergency Economic Powers Act of 1977, can ban TikTok, which he obviously needs to do because it poses two critical national security threats. So this is Biden sort of slow walking the Chinese. And, you know, with all the problems about Hunter Biden, this really does lead to questions about who is running the Oval Office, the American people led by their president or Xi Jinping dictating to Biden. Well, you kind of intimated right there something which I've been saying for a long time, as did my late great partner, Bernie which is this guy is so compromised because of the relationships that his son has and uh, had and still has, whether it's the Ukraine or China or taking money from the, the mayor of Moscow's wife, all these countries that are seemingly our enemies, uh, reports are, and we've got some proof here, Hunter Biden's been in bed with all of them. And if Hunter Biden's in bed with them, the odds are Uncle Jimmy and uh, Joey, his father, and uh, his sister and a host of others are involved, too. So you don't put it past the president to do something that could hurt this country because he's compromised. Yeah, I don't put it past Biden at all. Remember, um, two weeks ago, the Hunter Biden legal team said, well, you know, Hunter Biden received uh, a lot of money, like $650,000 or so. And this was, quote, good faith seed funds. Well, that is an admission of corruption because nobody would pay that type of money. The only explanation is corruption for paying that type of money in these circumstances. That money came from China. 
Um, we know what's going on here. And we have uh, the president actually not telling the truth to the American people about his family's relationship with China and with other foreign countries. We have to assume that Biden is corrupted. Um, and basically, I'm thinking the president of the United States needs to address the American people about his family's relationship with the Chinese. There's just too much evidence out there that suggests that he has been bribed. Yeah, I think there really is. And I think there's no question about that. I don't expect the president to do that anytime soon. I mean, this guy's on record saying, I never spoke to my son about any of his dealings. And yet we've got a voice message, clear as day, where he says, hey, son, I just read the New York Times. Seems like you're in the clear. I mean, we've got all kinds of evidence, more than they had against OJ against this guy. And nothing is getting done. Now, we move from China to Russia. Here's the story. Putin's timeline for storing tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus is hard to believe. The story is is that Putin is threatening to uh, store some of these nuclear weapons in Belarus because he's, quote-unquote, about to use them. What are your thoughts on that? Well, this is, at first, a blackmail move because Putin, from the beginning of this war, has threatened to use his nukes and obviously has moderated Biden's support for Ukraine um, because we're not trying to win there. We're just trying to manage the situation. And obviously, the U.S. has been intimidated. Now, it's when you start to act intimidated, the Chinese and Russians then ramped up their new threats. And at some point, we're going to have to stand up to them, because if we don't, it's going to mean that the Chinese and Russians will be actually in the United States. At some point, you have to say to the Chinese and Russians, no, stop the threats. We're not going to be intimidated. We haven't reached that point yet. That means we're in danger. I speak to so many smart people on this show, Gordon. Uh, You may be the smartest, Gordon G. Chang, on Twitter. Uh, People much smarter than me, much smarter, including Peter King. And they are so dead set, including former Governor Pataki. They are so dead set on supporting Ukraine in this. And they don't care how long it takes, but you just said it. We are clearly clearly not interested in helping them win because we've got the weaponry. We've got what they need to get it done, and we just keep kind of dragging along a couple of hundred billion there, a couple of – I mean, it's clear. It's clear we are not interested in them winning. They're going to drag this out forever, Zelensky, because he just wants the money and the attention. How do smart people not realize that? Well, I think that it's more Zelensky wants to win, but it's Biden doesn't want him to win because he's been intimidated. And by the way, Sid, you're as smart as they come. And matter of fact, we'd be a lot better if you were sitting in the Oval Office <laughs> than that guy who, you know, <laughs> who just is not there. Uh, and I'm not referring to his maybe lack of mental capacity. I'm just referring to his having all the wrong ideas. Well, that was uh, very sweet. Thank you. Coming from you, that actually, that that uh, that means a lot to me. So now we've got, uh, it seems like the world is on fire again. They're protesting the streets of Israel this morning because of a Netanyahu move. I know they're also protesting in France. They're also protesting in Germany this morning. We've got all these issues with uh, the Ukraine and Russia and China. I know the little guy in North Korea is going to get something done here sometime soon. It didn't seem like... And maybe it was my perception because I bought into Trump so bigly. But it didn't seem like during Trump's four years this was going on the way it is right now, this morning, today. Was that Sid's perception or fact? 
Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's fact. We had peace and stability during Trump's era. You know, as I said, I don't agree with all the things that Trump did, but we had four years where the bad actors were not thinking that they could do whatever they wanted with impunity. And, you know, we have had so many problems in the Obama administration. We've had so many problems in the Biden administration. We had four great years. And as I said before, you know, Trump should have won the Nobel Peace Prize for the Abraham Accords. He really did something that no other president could do. Um, and yet, you know, the, the elites in this country, elites around the world are so anti-Trump. But we had four good years. Is there any way, and I'll wrap it up with this, that Putin is removed from power? You keep hearing that's how this war is going to end. His own people. I mean, the Ukrainians aren't going to kill him. We're not going to kill him. What are the odds that Putin is, quote-unquote, in any capacity, I don't buy into it, by the way, removed from power in an attempt to end this war? Oh, I'd say that right now there may be somewhere between 15 to 20 percent. That's higher than I think, not really. Not impossible, but yeah. not really likely. Not really likely. So, again, I know it's not a football game, much harder to predict, right? It's not four quarters and three hours. It, this can go on for months. It's already gone on for 14 months, if not years. But how does it end? Well, I wish I knew. Um, you know, Biden can end it by supplying the weapons that um, and, and enforcing sanctions. Um, but he's not interested in doing that. So, you know, very well, maybe the American people sort of give up. And that means Russia takes over Ukraine. Then Russia starts attacking NATO. China sees a green light to invade Taiwan. If we don't win, the, Ukraine is a proxy war between China and the U.S. If we don't win... This world is going to fall apart, and it's going to be really, really bad. We're going to be fighting on American streets because wow. in the first moments of a war in Asia, Sid, the war gets fought here. The Chinese turn off our lights. They turn off the water. They detonate bombs. This becomes a very – this becomes a war zone. My uh, beautiful wife, Danielle, went in the marathon in Tokyo, as you know, Gordon, two weeks ago. And uh, she was a little concerned. You know, I mean, I think uh, she probably reads too much into some of these things, but – she was a little concerned. If, if I was living right now in Japan, should I be concerned? Yes. And if you're living in Burkina Faso, you should be concerned. And if you're living in New York City, you should really, really be concerned. Why New York City? There's no place that's safe. Why New York City? Why'd you single out New York City? Well, because the Chinese are going to move against every major American metropolitan center. You, you, really, you really can envision a scenario, real thing here, Gordon, not some, you know, some uh, movie that with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You really envision a scene where the Chinese drop bombs in New York City. That's entirely possible. Um, remember, once this war starts in Asia, it's not going to stay conventional in all probability. And in any event, as I said, on the first day of that war, you're going to lose your electricity. You're going to lose your water. You're going to lose a lot of basic services. There's going to be chaos. That's the way the Chinese are going to fight this war. 
I, I feel bad. Like, I'm worried about the Mets and the Marlins on Thursday. <laughs> like, like, I'm excited about FAU playing college basketball on Saturday night, Gordon, when you have all these. This is, like, really, really serious stuff, and that's why your appearances on this show are so important, so important, because you're brilliant and you're great, and uh, we need to know what's really going on because the media lies. You don't. So thank you for another great appearance. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, Sid. And by the way, I do most years worry about the Mets. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, another Met fan. I see. I, every time Gordon's on, I love him even more. That's the great Gordon Chang. Follow him this morning on Twitter. He's fascinating. At Gordon G. Chang. That is a great three hours. Joe Tacopina, Gordon Chang. Also spoke to Rich Lowry and Curtis Sliwa. Got an exciting 9 o'clock hour coming up, which includes Dove Hiking. Right now they're protesting on the streets in Israel. He'll tell us about that. More of Liz Pipko. And we'll play Sid's Take, brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peerless Spoilers. The Gap Band. You dropped a bomb on me as we wrap up our number three. You dropped a bomb on me, baby.